right, so welcome back to the Water Podcast. My name is Daniel, and I'm really excited about this episode. I have a special guest on. She started out as kind of like my my work sis, who I um we don't work together anymore. So basically, like my real life sis right now. You know what I mean? So I have Christine uh, with me. How are you feeling, Christine? I'm feeling good. I'm really honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. I feel like I made it, you know? <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> I typically am, like, sipping on something, basically, or my guest is, or both of us. Are you, you, You're not drinking anything right now, are you? No, I think, um, given the craziness that I watched today, I think that's enough. That was... I, I got viewer true, alcohol true, today, true. V- visual alcohol. Let me say, yeah, today. it's crazy <laughs> out here right now. Good <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's real. So no, so right now I'm I'm just you know taking this moment in because true. yeah, yeah. I'm not really drinking alcohol. At least I had some um some yerba made about a half hour ago. Keep me awake, and I'm also kind of on a high. I uh, spar earlier, so. Can't feel my arms right now, basically, oh. but it's all good because I'm here. So, um, just to kind of dive right into it, I just basically wanted to, like, you're one of the first episodes I thought of when I was like, okay, I'm going to do a solo pod. And, you know, we just have good convo as is. And I, I kind of felt like you would be a great person to talk to about, like, friendship and, like, how that can cross over into something like a, you know, like, I guess kind of the threshold past friendship, where it's like a brotherhood, sisterhood type of deal. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, I kind of like chose questions that would summarize our friendship in a way, but also kind of get the theme across that I want to get across. Um, so like, I feel like you're going to have your versions of, of these, these stories or whatever, and I'm going to have mine, which is probably going to be, even funnier uh yeah i i i do <laughs> i do so i'm really eager to hear your answers to some of the questions very <laughs> eager to hear so um so yeah the first one i mean i kind of alluded to it earlier but you know just to kick it off how how do we meet like what was your what was your like first impression you know what i mean well um we were both working at you know that in, insane asylum. The place in that Virginia. cannot be named. And, shout, yeah. shout out! Shout out! If anybody <laughs> okay. listening know that worked with us, though, shout out to to you guys. We we are war buddies. You feel me? <laughs> we truly are. Um, but no, um, it wasn't a lot of black faces there, and I definitely don't count our manager because you know what side of the fence he sat on. You know how you know how I feel about that, but um. You know, I started first, and you came a few weeks after, and it was, you know, the team interview that we did, and I think, you know, our connection kind of started because of our, you know, connection to Mm -hmm. Hampton Roads. I guess, you know, I think this is my first time sharing this with you, but when you came in for your interview, you were dressed to the nines. And, you know, that's one of the first things that I notice about people. And that's one of the things that we've bonded over in our friendship, you know, is our love for fashion and, you know, looking, you know, looking the part. But um, you were dressed to the nines. And I remember May was like, oh, my God, um, did you see the guy who came in? 
And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, she was really impressed by how quickly you passed the typing test because up until you came, so many people came in to interview up until you came, I had one of the highest typing test scores and she was telling me that you passed mine. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up, you know? And so I didn't see you, but I heard about you and that, you know, I think, you know, I, I managed at the time kind of just told us like, you know, they're going to make you an offer. So I was like, oh, okay. Didn't think much of it. And, you know, then it was our team interview and that kind of, you know, I guess kind of started like, okay, the the vibe between you and I but you know in our team interview you know one of the things you shared and I went back to tell my boyfriend at the time but now husband Trey you were like you listen to Christian rap I was I like whoa <laughs> <laughs> I was like whoa never have I ever I was like wow Christian rap and it wasn't you know to put you in the box of you being corny or anything like that you know but it was just like okay this is a like really clean lace black dude mm. like wow like I was kind of nervous to say certain things around you like our first you know interactions together I'm like okay mm. and I think also the relationship you had with our manager you know, learning that, I was a little bit hesitant, but, you know, as we did a couple of happy hours and we started talking more, and I think I brought Trey to one of the happy hours, and y'all kind of realized y'all knew some of the same people, you know, um, I, you know, I think that really kind of let my guard down around you, but I had a lot of nervousness around you, because I was like, Christian rap, whoa, like, that really took me, like, I was like, okay, um, but I think it was, it, it was that, like in the team interview, like, you know, hearing where you were from, growing up in Hampton Roads, me having gone to college down there, uh, that's what really kind of, I guess, piqued our interest in us being friends, I guess. And then, you know, just the environment of the team that we were on, you know what yeah. I mean? So, so I'm glad you remember <laughs> the Christian rap part, though. Man, I was, it's funny looking back in that time period, because I was, with the interview, I was like really trying to make something shake, you know what I mean? So I was I was tired of fucking with staffing agencies. And I was like, man, I just need something permanent. Just come in here. I've already got like a foot in the door, sort of. Let's not mess this up. So I was like, whatever I got to do. And then with, uh, well, you knew where I was in terms of like my, my spirituality back then and, and like everything I was going through on top of that. So I could definitely see why why you would feel that way. Definitely, I, I had a lot of reservations. Like, no, he's a, he is like you know <laughs> under Jesus. Like you was, you was there, Leandro. You was. truly was there. I was, I was. You were there. How did I get the Leandro name again? Just just for the people. So one day, I, let me just say this: when it when it came to the job, I truly feel like me, you, and our other coworker on the team, we were one of the few that took mm-hmm. effort in getting dressed, like. Like, okay, I'm, we came in there, you know, looking like somebody, especially I feel mm-hmm. like you and I, you know what I mean? But one day you came in there, like, looking like, you know, not trying to roast you on your own show, but like looking like a black yuppie. <laughs> I could have sworn you had on like at least two sweaters, uh, a polo cop, like two polo cop. You were J. Crude 
to fifth level and you just look like a dude or a person who has two first names. So we always address you by your mm-hmm. last name. We always, we've never called you Daniel. We've always addressed yeah. you as Lee. And I was just like, no, yeah. you are now Lee Andrew. But the crazy part is how quickly Lee Andrew stuck to that management started oh calling you that too. That, isn't that, remember management was mm-hmm. calling you that too? Yeah. Calling you Lee Andrew. Like it, it stuck that quickly. So you just literally look like somebody who had two first names and when you came into work and you wasn't dressed bad, but it was just like J crew on steroids that day. I was like, Oh, I wish I remember what I was wearing. Okay. It, it was very like you were layered to the nines, very yuppie J crew. (laughs) (laughs) Like very all American. Um, I played bridge <laughs> <laughs> with the Oliver's oh, on the beach. Like that's it. You know, you always dress nice, but I mean, you just—I don't know where you were going, what space you was in that morning, but you deserve two first names. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, nah, it, it, it wasn't no more Daniel after that. It was just straight Leandro for that name. Like stuck with me after after you left. Like it was still Leandro. And I knighted, and to say I knighted you with that name because, and everybody in the office just ran. One with thing it. about you, you're gonna have a nickname. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who, anybody in my storyline that you haven't assigned a nickname to. I think there might be one person out of like ten that you didn't give a nickname to, and I got two. Oh, uh, yeah, I I I know who you're talking about, but everybody. Uh, and maybe we'll get into that later, but everybody, um, you know, <laughs> from your from your world, you, you that you shared the story with me, they they mm-hmm. got a nickname because it's just so so much easier to do that way is to give yeah. them a nickname. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so going back to uh, like first impressions, like I. I was reserved for a different reason. It was just like, so that, you know, I, I told you this plenty of times, but the church that I was involved in at the time, it was like very by the book. And so what I was going through at the time, I was, you know, separated or whatever. And so, um, divorce was super rare in that church and separation was, was not common. And so like, for me, it felt like there was an extra pressure that I probably put on myself to, be more of that like to present more of that than i probably was and and so like that's kind of where my reservation came from and then probably at the happy hours is probably when i just kind of like let my hair down a little bit just because you know from being in that environment and then you know when i meet somebody from from the area like you know like trey the portsmouth accent start to come out and then next thing you know like i'm the i'm the nigga with the two x white t on again and so uh I feel like that's kind of what happened. And then, like, eventually you got to the point when stuff didn't get better for me personally. Um, I just was kind of like, well, what am, what am I still holding on to this for? And then that kind of, that's part of kind of what led me down the path that I'm on now, you know? So, like, we were, you know, obviously we we kind of, like, worked in the same department or whatever. Uh, when do you feel like we kind of crossed that threshold into, like, 
because you know like everyone was cool generally like it was a small it was a small company i feel like not a whole lot of bonds transcended the workplace the way that ours did where do you feel like that came from and i'm very i'm very like interested to hear your answer because i feel like you talking is probably gonna jog some but um yeah let's go with that okay so i would have to say you're right like everybody was cool I, i think where we worked is one of the few places that everybody in a sense meshed so well together but i think with us i think two things we were the only black people on on Mm -hmm. our team and i think also when i really really think think about it um i think in a lot of ways our lives were somewhat parallel to one another when you were coming in you were married going through the process of separation then divorce I was in a somewhat of a fresh relationship girlfriend and you watched me transition from fiance to wife, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think a lot of us sharing our experiences with like, as we were kind of going to different stages, cause things happen fast. Like once you started working there, by the time we got to the holiday Christmas party, things were going in the direction of, you know, like, okay, you knew, you know, your marriage was, not going to survive and I was on you know the break of knowing that okay this is somebody that I'm more than likely going to spend my life with and I think as we started sharing those experiences with one another and hearing you know your stories and trying to console one another and just just understanding the growth process of our relationships I think that's somewhat what bonded us and I think for me it was, I went through a lot of stress in the process of my wedding planning, not the planning itself, the drama outside of it. And you know, a lot of that I shared with you with my husband's, Mm -hmm. with his friends and things like that, you know, and your advice to me was always from a place of like, look, do it this way, not because I think you should do it this way, but this is going to benefit you and Trey both. And my advice to you, when you were going through things, you know, I'm always going to operate from a place of petty. That's, that's just who I am. (laughs) And I would give you the most (laughs) jacked up responses and things to do and advice and just straight foolishness because I'm a cheerleader for it. And you would listen and tell me like why my response to your situation wasn't going to work and you would always take the high road. And I think for me, I think one of the things, you know, and I don't think I've ever shared this with you that I really admire about you just genuinely as a person, despite like all like, you know, your levels of <laughs> your nigga <laughs> levels. Let me say that. <laughs> um, Cause you have yep, they're there. They're there. genuinely <laughs> to your core you are truly a kind spirit and like you literally did a 180 from the time you came into the the job and to the time you know I you know up until the time you know I got Mm. canned you know what I mean from from the you literally were like a different person like I saw your growth but underneath all of that you truly are a kind spirit and I think 
sometimes somebody like me who's in a sense, you know, very outspoken, I'm, you know, probably the first one to escalate to a manager, the first one to fight in a situation. I think sometimes personalities like that kind of link with one another, you being a Virgo, me being a Capricorn. I think like friendship wise, it's like the perfect balance, you know what I mean? So, but honestly, what really made me like kind of look at you like, okay, I literally can talk to him about stuff and it was good, I guess, getting a male perspective outside of my actual blood brothers, getting a male perspective outside of my, you know, at the time fiance, but now husband, you know, getting another, especially black man perspective on things that I was going through really kind of made me see you like, okay, like, Leandro is very level-headed and I think that really as we started sharing more and more with one another and you would you know scooch yourself into that little corner next to my desk and we would just be talking you know I realized like okay Leandro the homie like that that's my boy you know and as you know my life you've seen my life change in a matter of a few years to you know now I'm a mom and just even seeing how I think one of the things that uh, that even like amazed me even more that just made me feel so good is, you know, when I had my son, you were one of the first people to come mm. visit, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, one of the reasons I know I'm being somewhat long winded with the answer, but that was one of the qualities, too, that I'm like, OK, even before Kyrie, you know, got here, I had asked you to be his godfather because there's just so much like positive vibes around you like you're a good role model and I want my son to see that and be around that and have someone in his life such as yourself outside of his father you know to you know be that kind of like black man uh a reflection a positive reflection and you know you you have you have good energy and you give sound advice and i think that's i can always respect that about you even if i tell you some even i I tell you some wild shit you give very level-headed advice it never comes from a place of a react automatically reacting it comes from a place of like okay think this through and I think that's one of the reasons why we always kind of bounce like little situations off, mm-hmm. you know, one another. But I think for me, us going through those changes in our relationships, that's what really made me realize I, right, Daniel, Daniel's yep. my brother. That's that's love. I appreciate you saying that for real. Um, man, about to shed a thug tear. Oh. Um, but no, to, to your point, I think for me, it was like kind of the level of investment. Cause you know, like you said, we were, you know, we were going through what we was going through, you know, both of us and, um, you know, in general, it's hard to make friends at, at, at our age. We was like, what, 30 at the time. Yeah, fresh 30. We, we, we were fresh yep. 30. So, you know, it's hard to make friends at that age. And even when you make friends. It's hard to go deeper than the like, you know, if it's guys like, uh, what's your workout routine or, uh, what's your who's your favorite football team, you know, shit like that, and and it's even harder with, um, you know, on the when, when it's a guy and a girl because you know I don't know, 
people looking for whatever and you know people might read something the wrong way i don't know so what i'm saying where i'm getting at is like that level of investment doesn't really happen that often at our age no not at all and so i'm the type of person to like i'll just kind of like mirror people you know like whatever whatever somebody's willing to put in with me like i'll put in that with them plus like whatever else i got you know what i mean and so um you know with us and you know you you reference your petty and but but one thing i'll add to that though is like one thing about you is like the people that are in your life you want to see them win you know what i mean and so that's something that i appreciated especially during that time where i felt like I was losing at legit everything, you know what I mean? And so um, that really, like, resonated with me. Just even, like, I don't know, like, just the, the little stuff. Like, I, as you was talking, I was remembering, I think it was you and, and somebody else. I'm not going to name her. But uh, y'all really wanted, after everything was, like, final, y'all really wanted me to get on Tinder. Like, y'all, and I, I really wanted to, like, I was doing it. I was like, you know what? I tried. Uh, it was a good run. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and like ride the rest of this life thing out. Find me a, a nice cozy monastery post up there. And y'all was not having it. But, you know, it came from a level of like you wanted to see me happy, you know, and you knew that I wasn't happy that way. And even though like I like kind of low key meant it, like, you know, in terms of like just wanted to just be alone. Um, it wasn't something that stuck with me and, you know, you just wanted me to be happy and, uh, you know, like that just resonated with me because, you know, for, for, for multiple reasons. And, um, yeah, I think there just came a point where it just happened. Like, like I even think about moments where it was like, I would get your water out your car. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, I, you know, earlier I reflected on that because it got to a point where like we like just were automatically looking out for each other because, um, you know, I kept a case of water always under my desk. And all I had to say is, Leandro, I got water that and you would bring it in like it was nothing or even and just to let y'all know. I'm still very fascinated as to how I got canned and Leandro didn't because you were late every day. And I would look out for you and open the back door for you to make sure, you know, you game in to be able to clock in in a timely manner. It was just something that we did. But to piggyback off what you said a, a little bit ago about, you know, befriending someone after a certain age, like investing in a friendship, it's somewhat like equivalent to adopting a child who's 15, you don't know what level of trauma you walk exactly. into. You don't know what you're getting. So, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that whole, like that Drake slogan, no new friends, my day ones, because I truly believe that, you know, as we get older, your circle is going to change. Um, as you, you get older, there's certain needs that you need to have met. And if you're, you know, not married or anything like that, you know, you're going to find those needs to be met, whether you do it in the outlet of a hobby or you find a common ground with people and make friends with them. And I think a lot of times people feel like guys and girls genuinely can't be friends without there being some type of like physical attraction, some ulterior motive. Oh, I'm a good friend to you because I low key like you. 
it was never never has and of course you and i both know never will be like mm -hmm. that with us like guys and girls can genuinely just be friends and it just be that and i think a lot of times people get those things like kind of confused but um it is you know hard attempting to befriend people after a certain age i don't personally know what that age is i i want to say more so in your 30s because i think you are more who you are going to be for the rest of your life you know when you are mm -hmm. in your 30s um but people are not really open to that and like you said leandrew like i'm gonna put in as much as of it put into this as much as you put into this, I'm gonna match your mm -hmm. energy, I, you know, because I think you realize it makes no sense for me to give somebody, no matter what the capacity is, all of me, and I don't get that back in return. And I've always felt like with us, even as we, you know, we're getting to know each other um, at work as just coworkers and then, you know, friends, that it was always matched. But, you know, I appreciate that because I, I've always wanted to see you win, even when you would share little small pieces about things you were going through because you were getting hit heavy. You know, that's why I was like, nah, like you literally needed to kind of just get yourself out there. And I wasn't trying to get you out there to get you in another relationship because that wasn't healthy. But, you know, quiet as it's kept. I was really trying to get you out there for you to get some ass. Like, you needed to release that. Like, I was pro. Like, no, you need to do this for yourself because I think, you know, and you, you've agreed that, you know, you got married rather young. You know yeah. what I mean? So you missed a lot of that phase that I think guys need to go through and girls need to go through when you just out here just busting it wide you know mm -hmm. what I mean so that's that's why I wanted to see you win at because I think it really you know encouraged you to <laughs> get on the prowl and once you got there it was no coming back you was a different man <laughs> and, <laughs> and you was winning and you know and I think you know myself and our other co-worker you know, you needed that. You know what I mean? And like you said, if I ride with you, I'm going to ride with you to the end. And I, and I think that's one of the things, too, about friendships is really rooting from people, for people, excuse me, from start to mm -hmm. finish. You, and I, I am like that with my friends. And my husband had to learn that the hard way when we first started dating. He had like a whole squad. And I was just like blown away. Um, I don't have a whole squad like that. I'm not with a clique of girls that I roll with. I have like my good core, like girlfriends who were sisters to me, but they're, we're not in the same circle. Um, cause I think sometimes when that happens, you know, people can become very cliquish. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have that and I never really was a part of that. Um, but my husband had to learn that the hard way, you know, in his thirties that, at a certain point when it comes to friendships it really is quality over quantity and the older you get the less friends you have yep you said uh you mentioned like day ones earlier and i say this i don't say this a lot but it's kind of like a thing that i kind of keep in mind to myself to bring myself back in certain situations but i always feel like i, I feel like in general and I, i'll i'll tell you why i feel like this in a second but I feel like like the human experience, like we're all kind of like passing ships, you know what I mean? Because like your day ones, when you think about it, 
right? So more than likely, you grew up in the same, like, the same constructs. Like, you was in the same neighborhood, or you went to the same elementary school, and or same middle school, and or same high school. Um, you know, and then at some point, maybe that neighborhood is removed, that neighborhood construct, or the high school construct. And then, you know, you meet your people in college, whatever. And, but the thing, what happens is like, as you become more and more of yourself and as more and more of those constructs are removed, you have, you really have less of an incentive to stay. Like you're more free to leave is what I'm saying. And, and especially as you like create families of your own for, you know, for those who, who do that. You have, and then, you know, as you get out in the workforce, you just have a certain amount of energy expenditure. And so, you know, like as you grow into your own and as you have less energy, you know, you just kind of have to, we're all in our situations where we're forced to kind of decide who we want to keep in our lives. And, you know, like we might not, who, who we grow into might not align with those who we grew up with. And and then at some point you might realize that the only thing that was keeping you in that friendship was the time. And then once the incentive to keep that attachment is gone, then that's when it's like, well, damn, like, why are we still friends? Or damn, I lost this, like this person decided to like in this friendship, you know? And so where I'm getting at is that, you know, for us, it speaks volumes that, people go through those seasons and they might not be the same, but they stick with that. Like those are the friendships for me that, that tend to last. Cause I think about, you know, when I was more, uh, you know, involved with like, I'm not like, I'm speaking generally when I say this, but when I was more involved with, with church and, you know, going back to constructs, you know, I had the, the church community, I had the married community when I was married. And once those were removed, it wasn't even on some like malicious type shit, but it was just kind of like a, like friendships that I had during that time, during that period, they fell off because it was like, damn, well, we don't really have much in common because similar, similar thing, right? Some people were single and they may have gotten married and they may have had kids. And now I'm the guy that, you know, is I, I, I don't have those things. And it's like, well, well, damn, our kids can't have play dates because you don't got one or whatever. Like, I don't even, I don't even say that to be like a negative thing, but not everyone whose lives transitioned the way that ours did at the same time inversely um, survived that. Yeah. And I also think it's like the friendship serves a different purpose now. Yeah. I think it's a lot of that and you know what you were saying about tenure I think a lot of times people stay in certain situations relationships friendships or whatever because of tenure I have never given a damn about that I don't care like there are certain people who won't leave jobs because you know I've been here for so long you know I don't want to walk away from that start all over no tenure means nothing if this if if it's shitty Mm -hmm. It, 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 it means nothing and sometimes tenure is just that uh, one of the things that Trey and I talk about a lot is that he finds it very fascinating when you were talking about you know the friends that you you know went to elementary with and so forth he finds it fascinating that I don't have like childhood friends I think a lot of that is because I'm not on social media you know I don't have you know Facebook 
my uh I was about to say MySpace. Oh my God. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> um you know, and you know, that's always, you know, I've never had social media. This is not me. Oh, I'm just taking a break. I'm off of it. You know, even when we started, you know, getting to know each other, that's never been my thing. And I think a lot of me missing out on even have having over the years, maybe rekindling like childhood friendships and so forth is because I'm not connected to people in that way. And um, when I finished high school, I, you know, went to Norfolk State, and it was just like, okay, like, I don't have your number, I don't have your number, like, that's just what it is, and I I never joined Facebook, where everybody was connecting, you know, with their friends, and so forth, I, you know, I never did that, but I don't have, like, childhood friends outside of my cousins who I grew up with, like, I don't have those friendships, however, but as I got older, I do have 15, 10-year-old-plus or more friendships from you know that I've created you know in my late teen years or uh those freshman you know college years but my husband finds that very fascinating because he has friends that he's been friends with since elementary so I find that fascinating too even my siblings like no we've been friends since junior high I don't have that and sometimes I kind of kick myself like you know what if you were on social media it would probably be like picking up you know just where you guys left off but you know I don't have any you know how I feel about social media that's just not like my thing but um I don't have those those friendships but sometimes I feel like I may be missing out on a certain amount of I guess I don't know if companionship is the word for what I'm trying to say if I'm missing out on a certain connection and a friend of having being friends with someone who has watched me grow but I think at this point they've missed so much of my life I've missed so much of their life it doesn't matter now but I think me myself I'm one of the few people that probably doesn't have friends from like elementary like I just don't yeah I feel you it's even with the social media experience you know it could really go either way like you you might reconnect with somebody or you might you know open up their page like you know say you create an account and you you know you see a name that looks familiar and the nigga got like a make america great again profile picture or something like that like that, that's kind and of an extreme he, example but you know what i mean yeah, you just, i know exactly what you mean like <laughs> wow you you know you you, you over there right you know, and, it's, and it's nothing wrong because it's nothing wrong with if that's your view but like oh from how we started from what I knew to where you are now, like what happened? You know right, what I mean. Right. So no, no, I, I I definitely feel you on that. Hell, I've not even just on MAGA people. Just so much stuff has, that has been going on in general. Just hearing about people who now side on, you know, sit on the fence on, sit on a different side of the fence on certain situations. You, I just find fascinating. You know, so yeah, so I, you know, I feel you on that one. Yeah, I mean, that was an extreme example, but all that to say, you know, you just might find out that, you know, it's a whole different person. Not you, but, but you know, generally, because, you know, that's what I found in, in my experiences being on, on social media, you know. So, you know, it go either way, for real. But, and, but you have to accept that whole different person, too. I think that's one of the biggest things about, like, friendships in general. Like, you have to accept that whole different person. I don't know who coined the saying 
or uh or if I'm even saying it correctly, but it goes something along the lines of this every seven years you're a different person. Mm-hmm. So if you take your age now and subtract seven from it, you are a totally different person. In essence, what it means is every year you're a different person. Yeah. Literally. You're growing. Yeah. That's a that's a part of life. I think what sometimes I find disappointing um is being friends with somebody or being even friendly with someone over like over time and realize wow you have not grown and I think that's one of the things I can respect about you I've seen your growth you know what I mean not saying that you were like jacked up but just I just seen I've seen you evolved into this totally completely different person that's just like just you know with the shits on so many levels about so many things in life but um I, I I find that you know I find that kind of like fascinating, you know what I mean? Yeah. What um, what's what's my what's my new name again? Oh, L Boogie. L Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> you went from Lee Andrew to L Boogie. <laughs> what what is what's the what's the L Boogie archetype? I guess the man I knew <laughs> back in 2015. <laughs> To the man currently in 2021 is definitely, and you, and you know, we've had this conversation, Leandro. Yeah, is this, that, this is for the people. That, just to let them know, it's just like, you know, you you truly with the shits, or with the good side and the bad side. Like, I think you're more, you have a better understanding of who you are as a person. And it's just, there's just certain levels of fuckery you just not going to stand for that you probably would have, you know, tolerated from people a few years ago that you just won't now. Like you're very more direct, and I think that comes with confidence, and you know being comfortable with who you are. Um, somebody told me who someone who I used to be friends with. Um, she was always a few years older than me when I was like in my late twenties. She told me this, and I'll never forget. And I think it has a lot to be like who you are now. I think it has also a lot to do with you being in your thirties. She yeah. always told me that you know, there's something very beautiful that happens to a person when they get in their thirties, especially a woman. I don't know if it's the same for a man. And I guess you can, you know, say, answer that. Like when you come into your thirties, a lot of things are kind of happening for you. Either your love life is popping. And if your love life is not popping, your professional life is popping. It's one of the two where you got a combination of both Mm -hmm. at that time. It's like your thirties, all these things start to kind of unfold for you. And, you truly become so comfortable with who you are that you truly don't care about certain things anymore. And she would just always tell me there's something very beautiful about being in your thirties and embrace it. Like I really thought like the twenties was popping, but you know, I'll be 35 on Monday and I'm like, I'm a full grown ass woman now. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And I think for you, I think that's how we got to the window of you being like L Boogie. Like, you know, you really embrace like, nah, like you always were a man, but it's like, nah, I'm a grown ass man. Like, don't even come near, you know, with me with this shit. So. You know, because I don't talk loud, people be thinking like, oh, you're so nice, man. They go, what? You better let these niggas know. No, I'm playing. No, Uh no. But you know what, though? You know, um, one of our other coworkers on the team, you know, I think sometimes that person would kind of say certain things to you in a sense that to like, I don't, I, it's, to me, I, I guess I feel comfortable saying this now, like in a, t- in a sense, 
attempting to try you. Uh-huh. And um, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Like, because they think you're a certain way or built a certain way or you come from a certain background, you think you got a little bit more leverage over me because of there's a difference in how we grew up or I carry myself in a way that you may not carry yourself in a way. And so you really, you really want to test me. And one of the things I, I, my husband always tells me is that I have taught him boundaries. And one of the things I respected about you is they would try it, but they knew the boundary not to go too far. And I watched that. I don't think I've ever shared that with you. <laughs> and I know you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> they would try it, but they would back down real quick. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't like when people do that to, to people. Like, you don't know me. I never will test anybody. But if you put me in a situation, you best believe I'm going to come out swinging. Because yeah. you, you don't know a person's cap. And I feel like they were always testing your cap. But that's one of the reasons why I build boundaries with people from the, the jump. Because you're just not going to, you just I'm not going to give you a space to try me in that level. And I think now, if we were to be put in, you know, like if we had hit a reset on everything, they wouldn't even try it with you now just because yeah. you evolved so much. But back then, oh, they tried it. <laughs> they and did. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They did, man. They did. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting that you brought up the whole the whole 30 thing because I wrote about that a little bit ago. Um, after I turned 30 and kind of noticed the the shift, I was probably 31 at the time, but there's so many things that happen, you know, in the 30s, like even like with your brain, right? That's when like your your the gray matter in your brain is like starting to you know do what it does and like your frontal lobe solidifies like i was looking up shit about that like on like psychology today and it was talking about like how you like after i believe it's 25 when when you know that those part of your brain really starts to develop and you know i don't know how much the listeners subscribe to astrology but you know at around 29 and a half 30 that's when you get your you know your saturn return which really uh can test people and kind of like learn to, and, and that's where you kind of like, however that test manifests is kind of, is what defines you is kind of like how you move forward from there. And, you know, for me, I, I was for show tested around that age. And so, you know, it made sense for me, but, but yeah, it just kind of like kickstarts the next phase of your life real, for real. And, you know, going back to kind of like my passing ships reference, it just kind of, you just never know where, and and I guess the metaphorical ocean, where somebody's going to land or what direction they're headed in until they're really headed in that direction. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, wait, and you kind of got to decide, you know, is this worth, we're, we're not the same, but is this worth my energy expenditure? Does it work? Like what is the natural flow of, the you know the wind where is the water taking us you know what i mean exactly Um, i think as you get older you value your time more and then that's when you start asking yourself those questions is this really worth it you truly value your time because when you're in your teens and when you're in your 20s you think you have all the time in the world until you start getting closer to that hump of like oh i'm almost 30 and then you get to 30 you like nah i like my me time 
there's certain people I value my time so much. There's certain people I won't text because I know they're gonna call me immediately. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how much I value my time because I don't even want to give you time to talk on the phone. And I know you know some may say think that's mean, but I think in your thirties you understand the concept of time a whole lot more, a whole mm-hmm. lot more, and you value that. So there's certain things you don't even you know give the energy because of you know the because of your time. So, and I think, you know, a lot of people are into astrology, I think more than they realize it, but they don't want to like say it. I am so here for astrology because I really think that is really make it, it, it plays a big part in who you are. It plays a big part in who you are. And there's a lot of validity Mm -hmm. to your sign. A lot. One of the first things I do when I meet somebody, especially new, a lot of times I don't even have to ask them when their birthday is. I can kind of pick up, okay, you might be a Leo. Yeah. You know, you can kind of pick up on that. I, I would never lead with that with somebody, but a lot of times I'm right because it, it has a lot to do with who you are, regardless if we want to believe it or not. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's on Netflix and they did a whole little series um on astrology a a whole series on it and it's and it's truth to it and i think you know just getting back to us being friends capricorns and virgos do very well in a lot of situations together and i think that's one of the things that has really not not, i won't say aided our friendship but Mm -hmm. i think uh capricorns and virgos in so many ways are kindred spirits which is why we get along so well you know, de- yeah. depending on the capacity and the nature of the friend, you know, the relationship. But I think for, oh, yeah. you know, you know, like y- y- us, I-, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, And even going back to the to the, the time thing that you said, um, only thing that I would add is that. So, it, by, you know, by this age, it's like. You kind of you, you've experienced loss in some way, you feel me, like whether someone that you know or that was close to you has died and you know they're no longer with us physically or even like going back to like loss of friendships or loss of significant other long time significant other loss of spouse whatever like those things affect you and you realize that we really I I don't know about for you but you know I've lost people both ways and that kind of sobers you in a way that is like, well, we really live in all borrowed time. And so that that shaped me in a way where I would say that I'm way more selective about what I care about and how I spend my time. Yeah. But when I select those things, I care deeply because I know that those things are can be fleeting. Like some people, especially in a pandemic, you feel me? People here today gone tomorrow which you know let me let me just and and say this not to just cut you off but before it it escapes me with us being in this pandemic i i fucking hate it i I truly do like so many of us and i get a lot of people are like you know hell i'm gonna live my life however but i just told trey not too long ago he was like oh my god us just sitting in the house we really can't go nowhere driving me crazy i told him you know in the essence of time i was like trey you will probably never have a time again in your life where you can just sit 
you yeah. will probably never have time where you can just sit and just really one of the things that I really have done is I've enjoyed the the elements of nature. I've never been like a nature person. Um you know, but I've really have enjoyed it and I think I value my time even more in the pandemic and I I think so because I think I have no choice but to focus on my time more. Um I I was even explaining to Trey like the this time that I have even with my son I will probably never have like one alone time with him like this again. You know, it, this this time is valuable, and I think we should appreciate it. If anything that twenty twenty taught us, it didn't play fair. And I remember you texting me at the beginning of the year, almost around this time is when Kobe died, and yeah. we both acknowledged like life is short. Mm-hmm. You know, like life is short, it, it, and it's so unexpected you know, cherish your time, be valuable and smart with your time. But I think in essence of just you just bringing up time, I think I've really realized that I'm going crazy, but I value this. I I truly value this downtime because eventually things are going to go back to some, some sense of normal and we'll be back to our lives as if this didn't, as if this didn't happen or, and I don't think we'll appreciate the time that I think we've been begging for. Like, oh God, I just wish I just had time to just sit and just watch TV. I wish I had time to just be alone. And we have that. Yep. And I know that's somewhat going off the the nature of the you know this whole conversation. But I, you know, I I just had to add that with time. Like, I really if, if there's anything twenty twenty has taught me, it's it's taught me to to cherish my time whether I'm going to be yeah. selfish with it or not because you're not going to have time like this ever again. Yeah, it's definitely been a period of refining where, you know, for better or worse, everyone has been, you know, there's a lot of people that's no longer with us, but, you know, for the people that are with us and even for ourselves, we've been forced to kind of face ourselves and sit with ourselves for real, for real. And, you know, a lot of, you know, it's just been a, a period of refining internally and, you know, with our friendships and stuff like that. And we've all been forced to adapt in some way or another, as hard as that may be for some of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, you know, but my heart truly does go out to people who, with all this, you know, reflection on time, who've had to sit by themselves and realize, like, wow, I don't have anybody to spend my time with. Yeah. Anybody. There's some people who are really like going through this pandemic by themselves. Yep, for sure. But um going back to kind of uh not necessarily our friendship, but like general kind of like familial friendships. I don't know if you have other people in your life that you consider to be kind of like a brother or a sister that you know that aren't blood, but and I don't want to make this too rigid, but is it, do, do you feel like there's any like qualifiers for that, that we haven't really touched on already? Or is there like a certain threshold that someone crosses before you consider someone like, uh, you know, like a, a familial type sibling? Um, I, I have to say, I think when you get to that point in your friendship where you can say, okay, our friendship is deeper, you know, than just friends. You, you are truly family now. I think, it, it's that person 
as we stated earlier, matching matching the energy that you put into the friendship. But I think for me, uh, my biggest thing is like your character and if you're dependable. Yeah. One thing I can say about you, like I can always count on you, even though I haven't like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? But I think within the last few years, you've you've really shown me like, you know, I'm gonna come out and support you. Let me let me not say, uh, d- being dependable. I can I can like re- support. For me, it's it's support. You're supporting me in ways that I don't ask you to. You just do it. Yeah. Let me I, let me say that for me, for somebody to get to a point where they're considered family is it's support because your family's going to support you because they're your family. But now I'm friends with somebody who support me to the same level that my family does. And I didn't even ask them to do it. I think that's when we get to that place. And I think you like I said earlier, like you not even, you know, I didn't even have to ask you. You just did it come into the hospital hey I'm throwing my son a birthday party what you need what you need me to do like I think for me I don't know if you remember this um at Kyrie's birthday party when he turned one last year you saw how crazy stuff was and I had I think I had texted you a few weeks later like hey I kind of need everybody's help can you do x can you do x y and z for me and I think it was for you to pick up the food when you got there with Uh the food I think you saw like how crazy we were running around right before we were trying to get started you were like, do you want me to move your car for you? I didn't even realize my I had left the car on, basically damn near on, in front of the building, unlocked. I think some adult, I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. And then, you know, for you to come back in and be like, is there anything else you need me to do? And I'm like, yeah, I left something at the house. And you literally went back to the house and got almost everything we needed. It's you know it's just kind of like just showing up when you're not asked to do that. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something natural your family in most situations that your family's going to do, but when friends start to do that for you, I think that's at least for me in my opinion where we you're crossing the line of like okay, you my people's. You know what I mean? I don't know if you feel different, but that that's what it is for me. No, that's basically what I was going to say is I think it's just a level of trust is built. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like going back to, you know, me getting water out your car and stuff like that. Like you don't strike me as the type to like just give anybody your car keys. You exactly know what I mean? Exactly how I am. But, but yeah, just like, yeah, just level of trust. And even, you know, for you to just give me the keys and like allow me to go in your house and get stuff. And for better or worse, and I can say this because it's never really got heated with us, but like, I feel like we've argued more than <laughs> more than I've argued with my actual brother, like my my blood brother, which is is funny looking back at. I don't even remember what we used to argue about, but we used to say argue. About yeah, something. because you would say some wild, outlandish stuff, like when you was trying to put yourself in a box to become a monk. But you know what, though, it's funny you said that. Um, it was, uh, I think your brother, I don't know if he was moving to Ohio or he had already moved to Ohio and came down for your birthday, but you said something and I was like, dang, like in my head, I didn't, I don't think I shared it with you at this time, at the time, but you were like, yeah, yeah my brother gave me this, <clears throat> excuse me, this nice card for my birthday and it kind of made me 
you were like, it kind of made me choke up. You like, you know, my brother and I have never really argued. We've never had like a spell in my head. I was like, how the hell is that possible? Like, I hang up, <laughs> I hang up the phone to my brother. I hang up on that nigga almost at least once a week. And it's not because <laughs> it's not because our relationship is toxic. It's just that right. my level for stupid is so low that I I just can't take it with him. But you were saying that you and your brother never argued, and I was like, oh my god, dang. Like Val and Ralph raised them right because in what world does that happen? But I always feel because I'm the only girl, I don't have any, you know, sisters. In, in my personal opinion, I always feel like siblings who are of the same gender have deeper bonds. You know, I think you guys just naturally understand, like, you know, two sisters just naturally understand each other or, you know, two brothers just there's like this natural unspoken bond compared to, you know, a brother and a sister where um, I have such a huge age gap between my older siblings um, that my younger brother and I were only we literally, in a sense, are somewhat Irish twins. But because he's a boy you know, we never, I never had to share anything. There was no, like, really inbred, like, sibling rivalry with one another, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was never that worried, well, they made the cheerleading squad, I didn't. You know, it was none of that. Our worlds were so completely opposite because, you know, he's a boy. So, I feel like, you know, siblings of the same gender have closer bonds, which is why I was, like, really surprised that like how well like over time you you and I have like connected and just gotten so close because outside of my brothers and like my male cousins and my husband you truly are my only male friend so yeah but when you said that I was like oh my goodness like who raised y'all you and your brother (laughs) have never like really argued like but you and I would get into it you know because you would just say I think sometimes uh, Leandro, you say like the wildest shit. Like, I'm like, oh my god, really? And you stand so firm on the stuff that you believe in, to the point it's just like, you know what? You got me believing it. That that's <laughs> like, like seriously, like it's so you can create such a compelling argument behind your foolishness that sometimes <laughs> I just give up. I've been told that once or yeah, twice before. Like, like you were saying like it's not really common for those bonds to happen i guess to sum it up like a at our age group and b with the opposite sex you know and so you know to that point for me it makes me treasure it even more you know like the rarity of it exactly exactly because i think now i think i don't know i i I guess this is one of the things that kind of makes me very anti-social media. I feel like social media takes away our our opportunity to feel, our opportunity to truly connect with each other on a deeper level that's just a few likes. And as we get older, you get more set in your ways. And the more you get set in your ways, the more and more you're more than likely not wanting to deal with people or even really want to like cultivate you know, other, other friendships outside of what you're familiar with. So I think that's one of the things that I I think I value about our friendship. You know what I mean? And I think for me, 
you know, as you were saying, it was trust and support. I think for me, too, is how much we communicate. Even if you and I don't do, because I feel like we have a good, healthy phone conversation, if not every other week or every few weeks, but you and I are constantly in communication with one another, like through text or some, you know, some level of communication, you and I are going to keep throughout the week. I don't ever go like weeks of not hearing from you in some type of way. You know what I mean? Whether we're sharing something with each other, that something we found online, or it's just like, hey, how you doing? And I think that's one of the things that makes friendships important because it's just like how you keep in contact with your family. Like, you know, I hear from the majority of my brothers on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? So if not sometimes daily, and that's, that's equivalent to my friendships, which, you know, like, like we said, like, it's, it's family. So I think communication too, like how often I communicate with you, that kind of sets it apart from like, okay, this is family. Because there are some friends where I may not hear from them for months, but you know, when we talk, it's all good. But the people who are in my circle, like my family, I hear from them all the time. Right. With that said, I think we pretty much covered everything that I, I wanted to cover. You, you got anything else that you wanted to, to share in general? No, um, and, you know, you made some <laughs> insightful comments about, you know, just like who I am <laughs> as a person. But no, you know, I, you know, one, I'm truly honored to be a guest on your podcast. And I want to say that I'm very proud of you. I tell you that all the time. I'm like very proud of you. One thing about Daniel Lee, Andrew L. Boogie Lee, he going to keep him a hustle. He going to keep his hands in something. <laughs> and you're one of the few people that not for nothing, though, from the time that I've known you, whether it takes you a minute, six months, or a year, if you say you're going to do something, you got your mind set on a goal, you're going to do it. And, I, you know, I respect that. And that having that around or being friends with someone like you, that's, you know, that's motivation. You know what I mean? Like you're always... T- tackling your goals and I think people need friends like that because it make it inspires you to do better like you're always doing working on something always um Trina had a conversation not too long ago and we were saying what if we would do if we won a lottery and we always said we wouldn't tell anybody like we would keep it low-key and we were like what would we do for our family and friends and I told him I said I would definitely give Leandro some money whether it's 30k or 50k and he was like really I was like yeah I was like because one thing about you you're very smart with your money like you're not going to spend crazy you want to invest it I don't have to worry about you going out here taking 30k and spending it in the strip club you would never do nothing that stupid but just seeing how hard you grind for so many other things that you have going on in your life right now I know you would use it wisely you know what I mean so and Trey couldn't say that about that many of his friends. And I was like, Trey, that's what I'd be talking to you about. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that also speaks volumes to the quality of people that I have in my life. And you're one of them, you know? Wow. That's love. Uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I just want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you too. I like, I, I admire and I respect the, the woman that you become like, you know, you was always a strong woman, but you've really like grown into your own. I appreciate and, that, Leandro. I really do. And I think sometimes we need to hear that from people outside, especially women, like people outside of our spouse, outside of our girlfriends, you know, 
I truly appreciate that. For sure. I mean, you know, you you got a whole ass family now. Like, you have a beautiful oh, family. I know. And... I'm just as shocked as you are, my nigga. I got a whole child. <laughs> I wake up every day like, how? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I just, I appreciate you in general and for, for being kind of like a really like a, a, a grounding force in my life and being kind of like a rock for me. And I, I feel like our, our bond is strong enough in a way where Trey won't get offended by me saying this, but like, I love you for real. You know what I mean? No, like, Leandro, like this sometimes I'm glad you said it first and Trey, you know, I think one of the things I love about our friendship and I know we're supposed to be wrapping this up, but is that you have a friendship with my husband. You know what I mean? Outside of yeah. me, you and Tremaine have cultivated a friendship. You know what I mean? And I respect that, but I've always wanted to say that to you, that I I truly love you too. And I didn't ever want you to feel uncomfortable. Not that I thought you would, but, you know, I <laughs> getting back to a point that we made earlier, you know, with male and female friendships, you know, I think people are always expecting that, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's more to that, you know, and it's not like that with us, like deep down, like you are my brother. And I, I know I can always depend on you, give me sound to give me sound advice to just be there. And I, I love that about our friendship. And I love you for that. Love you too. And I, I look forward to, you know, when things get a little bit more normal and, you know, kicking it again. And, you know, I definitely, even going back to, you know, you giving me the honor of being Kyrie's godfather, you know, I look forward to, for sure, look at, look forward to spending time with him in the future, too. No, that's, that's yeah. you know, to be honest, there was, there was nobody outside of, like, his, his father. There's so many qualities that you have that I want, you know, once we get into a, a space where pandemic has, this pandemic has found us a new home, that you know, I would love you you to start coming around Kyrie more, um, you know, so he can, as he gets older, like, okay, this is my godfather. He's too young now to know what's going on, but I wouldn't have had yeah. it any other way. You know what I mean? You're you're a great role model, and I know as he gets older, he's going to learn a lot from you. Appreciate that, and I, you know, I look forward to, to to sharing it. You know, what one thing I learned is that. You know, whatever experience, whatever thing that I experience isn't necessarily for me. It's, you know, it's it's something that I can overcome and it's for other people, really, you know, to share with other people. And so, you know, any way I can enrich his life, you know, you already know I'm, I'm there for him. Anything he needs, anything you guys need, I got you. I mean, I appreciate that. And I know you and I know that's from the heart. Always. But, um yeah that's all i got i guess we can call it now um, all right but well, thank you for having yeah. me i really appreciate it i'm like honored and like tremaine by the way is so freaking jealous he <laughs> 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 was like oh um when you finish your um when you finish your cocktails with keontae can you bring me some socks from downstairs i'm like you are such a hater he was like you want a podcast because you know um you one of the managers from our where we met our job i did his podcast you know so he's like oh yeah. you doing a podcast oh now you know i'm married to a salty nigga you know what i mean uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so you like it you doing a podcast i'm like yeah i'm coming up in the world i'm doing things <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. My own husband at that. <laughs> It'd be your own people for it real. really do, but it's all love, though. Thank you for having me. Um, but yeah, with that, we're going to call it. Uh, only thing I'll plug is uh, I have a Twitter and IG for the podcast. So on the IG, it just kind of like, you know, this is a new episode or whatever. But on the Twitter, I kind of give like a little background to to some episodes. So if you want to follow that, feel free. And then I have like a playlist that I update and get a background of why I chose songs. So uh, by the time you guys hear this, I would have had two more songs to add to the playlist. And we'll probably have tweeted the backgrounds to those songs that I chose. So that's all I got. 